Life, whether you like it or not, happens to everyone. We don't get to choose our testimony, but we are called to share the journey. Hi, everybody. I'm BJ Foster, and this is Withholding Nothing, a podcast for the soul. Let's do this thing. Hey, everybody. Thank you for joining me for this Tuesday recap. I appreciate it, as always, that you are giving me your time. I just want to take a moment and say thank you to my young friend, Paula. Uh, As you can hear, Paula is brand new at this whole process. Um, She is just studying the Bible. This is her first time trying to get to know the God that we already claim to know. So I'm very, very thankful that she was willing to put her story out there as much as she could. And um, as you can hear, you know, Paula is, she's in the midst of learning. She's trying to She's trying that, trying to cross the finish line that many of us have already crossed. And I think more than anything, as I listen to her testimony, I think it is a, um, a reminder, a reminder to all of us of how important it is to step deeply into the light. Paula, like so many of us, uh, waver. You know, you can stand between the two decisions that do I go all the way? Uh, do I just put my toe into the water just a little bit? And um, she hasn't decided yet. And prayerfully, and I, I, I ask you all to be praying for Paula, um, prayerfully she'll make that decision. But until then, I always say that behind every life, there's a story. We can learn from each other's lives. And it doesn't matter if we are a disciple or not, uh, if we've been baptized or not, if we're walking the walk that God calls us to or not. There's a lesson to be learned from all things. And I think for me personally, as I'm listening to Paula's story, it just really highlighted how easy it is to, to, to dabble. <laughs> That's my word. How easy it is to dabble in the darkness, uh, to flirt with the darkness. You know, for those of us who have already crossed over that, that, that threshold of saying Jesus is Lord, we know intellectually what that means, but many times we play. <laughs> we play games with God. And I know that sounds ridiculous to say, but let's get real. <laughs> Sometimes we can play games with God. Um, you know what? I'm, I'm a Christian or I was baptized or I go to church. So I'm just enough in the light to feel confident. I want to take today to just caution us about not getting so familiar with God that we miss God. You know the saying, familiarity breeds contempt. I think sometimes we can become so familiar with God that we take for granted who he is and what he means in our lives. You know, the world has, the world plays games with us sometimes. And I don't think we're even privy. I don't think it's something that we're consciously thinking, but we can look at when God calls us out on something or someone calls us out on something, we can turn that inward, you know, between the fact that many of us, most of us don't feel worthy. 
then we all, all of a sudden we turn on ourselves or we make it so that people can't speak the truth to us because if they speak the truth, then we, we, we spiral down. But isn't that dumbing down God just so that we can feel better? I, I caution us because I think, whew, I think we're in a place right now in the world in which if I feel like you're down on me, then you need to stop because you're bullying me. If I feel like you're calling me out, then I, I, I then you're not loving, so you need to stop. I feel like God is upset with me, so I'm gonna turn my face from God. We, we get caught up in our feelings and our feelings are dictating things that I don't believe they should be dictating. I don't know, it could just be me. But I want us to look at it and think, if God is God, where is the honor due him? As it says in Malachi, where is the respect due him? You know, we can become so familiar that it's almost like we put ourselves on the same playing field as God. Not that we think it intellectually, but we live it that way. We can be so familiar and so comfortable with God that we forget who he is, how almighty he is, that we really should all fall prostrate before him. That is who he is. But I think because we're so, we get so caught up in not feeling worthy, which none of us are, not a single one of us are worthy to even touch the hem of his garment. But yet, God makes us worthy. Not so that we can recline at the table like the Pharisees did with him, but so that we would honor and worship him like, like Mary with an with a alabaster box of perfume in which I can't sit next to you because you are so incredible. All I can do is bow down and worship you. I don't know, guys, I feel like somewhere along the way, we've kind of gotten things a little twisted. And it's not just with God. I think it's with all things, but I think it has played into religion and our relationships with God. I, I remember a time, and this is going to date me. <laughs> it's like an old person telling a story way back when. But I remember a time, and some of you listening will understand this. I remember a time when you obeyed your mom or your dad because they were your mom or your dad. <laughs> you know what I mean? You didn't even think twice about talking back. You did not, it didn't even cross your mind about disobeying. Why? This is my mom. There was a respect there, a reverence there, just because of who they were. The same thing with teachers. You know, I, I look at kids with teachers these days and the things that they say and how they respond. And I go, whoa, I would have never said something like that to my teacher or to my, I don't know, my friend's parents or to my pastor. Or there's just, we've crossed something. We've crossed a line that I don't think we were meant to cross. And as I, as I pointed out with parents and with teachers and so on and so forth, I think we can clearly see we have that same line that we've crossed 
in our relationship with God. God is not, ah, it's hard, it's hard. I was about to say, God is not here to be your best friend, even though he is our friend. God is not here to be your buddy, you know, but even though he is our pal, he's our buddy, he's our, he is those things. But that's not, I don't even know how to explain this one, but it's not what he is meant to be in our lives. He is a father to the fatherless. He fills in all those gaps. He is a friend to the friendless, but he is not meant to be your kick around buddy, the buddy that you you joke around with and you, I don't know, I don't know, I feel, I feel at a loss for words, but I think that each and every one of you understand what I'm trying to say. We've got to put God back up on the throne. We have to put him back on the throne and worship him as the God Almighty on the throne who just happens to let me stand in his presence. He happens to call me friend. That's a... it's a different mindset. It's a different heart. And I, I, I go there, and I know it's a BJ tangent, but I go there because as I'm talking with Paula, as we're working through some of her stuff, there is a lack of reverence. And she knows as we, we discuss it, there's a lack of reverence for who God is. And therefore, it allows us to take our own sweet time, for one, it allows us to try, but not really try hard. You know, it allows us to give a little, but just not too much. It allows us to say we will, but yet don't. There's a lack of reverence and respect for the God who created us because we kind of think that, hey, you were supposed to, right? You were supposed to, or hey, I'm a creator. I create things as well. There's something that's gone terribly off track and Satan is loving that. Satan is counting on us not to respond the way God would respond but to respond the way we, mere humans, will respond. And we just keep playing into his hands. We get close to the light while holding on to the darkness. We get, you know, it's almost like wearing a pair of shades. I can walk out into the sun and it's so very bright and my eyes immediately pushes away from it. So I throw my shades on because I don't want that much light. I want the sunlight, but not that much light. I think so many of us are living our Christian life that way. God, I want some light. Ooh, 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 but I don't want that much light. So I'm gonna hide out over here in the shadow, kinda close to the darkness, not in the darkness. God, please make note, I'm not in the darkness. I'm just close to it because your light is just a little too bright for me. Oh, guys, no. 
No. Everything we want, everything we desire is deep in the light. And I think so many of us are on the peripheral. We're hanging out and we're okay with hanging out and being semi in the light. That breaks my heart to say that. It just made me tear up right now as I was saying that. I think it's okay for us to live, ah, for us to live a life void of all that God wants to give us. Isn't that terrible? What's, what's the point? What's the point? It's drinking lukewarm cup of coffee. Everybody knows what that's like. No one enjoys that. No one. But yet that is how many of us are living. God is calling us, beckoning us to come deep. Draw near to me. Come deep into the light. And we're saying, no, 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 God, I'm I'm good. I'm good. When we're not good. When I look at my dear young sister-to-be, God has fixed things. He has fixed some things in her life. And I'm so grateful for that. But I think she, just as all of us, can become very content with some things being fixed, but not everything being made whole. God wants to make us completely whole. I don't think God is okay with okay. I really don't. And I think what happens is, it's like having an injury. You got a backache, you have, you know, your knee hurts or whatever. And the minute you start to feel better, then you're okay. I'm good. I'm good. And you never bother to find the root of the problem. What caused the pain in the first place? Because the pain's going to come back. If I just take some medicine, I'll be okay. So just give me some pills. I'll be all right. We are so okay with medicating what's wrong with us. And God is not going to let that be the end. He wants to go beneath the surface. He wants to cut in there. Will it hurt? Absolutely. We know the passage of scripture in Hebrews 4. It is a double-edged sword. It is going to cut. It is going to hurt. But you won't get better until you allow him to do what needs to be done. Guys, I think we're at a space right now where if we do not get back to those of us who profess Jesus is Lord, if we do not get back to allowing him to truly be Lord, if we do not get back to allowing him to reign supreme, we're going to all fade into nothingness together. It's like you take a pot and you put crayons in it. And at first it's really pretty. They're all individual colors. But then if you mix it all up enough, it just becomes blah. Have we all simply become blah? Is that where we're headed? I wonder if that's where we're headed. 
those of us who sit in churches every Sunday, those of us who pick up our Bibles to read every day and we're on our knees praying, are we, however, living our lives with an awe and a respect, the being that we call God deserves if God is God. Where's the respect to him? Where's the honor to him? I owe him my everything. I cannot imagine living my life without him, guys. I really can't. I, I, I you know what? I, this is weird, weird, weird. Oh my goodness. I work with families. You know, I work with these families. But I refuse to work with the families that refuse to help themselves. Why? You've gotten comfortable being exactly where you are. You're not looking for a hand up. You're looking for a hand out. And I wonder how many of us have gotten comfortable with where we are. And we're not looking for God's hand up. We're just looking for his hand out. When I find myself in a dark space, I call on the name, Jesus, God help me. But then when I'm out of that dark space, I don't even turn my eye in his direction. That is what I'm talking about when I say, where's the respect? Where's the honor? Do him. Are we just using God as a pill, just as we would for anything else that ails us. I'm just gonna take a pill a day, if that, to make myself feel better. I'm just gonna take a pill until the hurt goes away, and then I feel better. My charge to Paula was to come deep into the light. God has drawn her away from so much darkness She can look back now and see, oh my goodness, I was dabbling in some things I definitely should not have been dabbling in. Even my daughter could see shadows and it was frightening. When we look back and we see those things, we can thank God for how far he's brought us. But are you saying, thank you God for how far you brought me, but I can take it from here? Is that what we're doing? Is that where we are now? God, Thank you, but no thank you. Guys, I I don't know. It could just be me. I believe we're at a thank you, but no thank you state in life right now. Let's give God back what he has paid an incredible price for us, our lives. All it takes, and this always amazes me, all it takes is for us Everyone who claims to be a Christian, if we would just start truly living the life of Christian, quote unquote Christian, even if that is something different for you, but if we all just started living the life that we call Christian, do you know how different things would be? How different things would be? My prayer for us today, this week, is that we honor God, 
that we admire, we 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 respect, and we give him the ju- his just due. Not just with our words, with our lives, with our actions. Let's take a week in which everything we do, we pause and go, am I praising God as the Savior that he is in this moment? Or have I brought him down to size to just be my buddy, to be my friend? You see, that sounds good. God is my buddy. God is my friend. But that is not who he is only. That's like making my mom only a mom. There's so much more to that 87-year-old woman than you could ever imagine. And if I simply bring her down to my mom, I reduce her down to size. But if I bring her up to who she really is, the woman who kept my family going when we had no food and she had six mouths to feed, she figured out a way. When I make her out to be the woman who she is, who stood by my dad's deathbed, determined to be the brave woman that she needed to be and encouraged him to go ahead and cross over. If I allow her to be the incredible woman that she is, who had to fight through all sorts of political and racial garbage coming from Cuba to America, trying to find a way and start a new life. If I can see all the facets of who this little four foot 11 woman is, then I see her as more than just my mom. I see her as my hero. How would you describe your God? Again, He is not just a buddy. He is not just your friend, even though that too describes who he is. Let's take the time this week to truly map out for ourselves, not for anyone else, who are you, God? Who are you? You're the one who stepped in when BJ was standing literally at a window trying to decide if she could continue to live because life was so hard. You were the one who took my hand and whispered in my ear, you can do this. We can do this together. You were the one when my first marriage fell apart and I felt like I was nothing. Who said you are everything and we are going to rebuild together. You are the one who when I met my now husband and I had all sorts of insecurities and fears. You were the one who said, this BJ is something new. Trust it. 
Guys, I can paint a picture. Oh. Surprises me when this stuff moves me, but I can paint a picture of my God that is so real, that is so vibrant, that bringing him down to just be someone I kick it with is just not possible. And who he is to me is very different than who he is for you. I ask you this week, revisit who he is to you. If you've brought him down to size, now is the time to apologize and repent and say, God, I fall at your feet. Not because I have to, but because I must. You deserve it. I pray, guys, that we were all Step into the right relationship with God. Step deeply into his light. Lift up the shades of darkness so that the light can shine in. Please pray for Paula as she's trying to make that tender decision. But while we're praying for her, I pray that we will also lift up each other. Whether we have said Jesus is Lord or not, that we will remember that our God is an awesome, amazing, almighty God. Guys, thank you for your time. And until next week, let's be on the lookout for the incredible... Well, that's going to wrap it up for this week, everybody. Thank you so much for your time. Always, I say thank you for joining me. It has been a pleasure to hear testimony shared this week, and we will be back next week for another incredible life story. Please check out my website, enoughasyouare.com. You can find all my books and all of my writings there. I appreciate again your time. I pray that God will be with you. And until next week, be on the lookout for the hand of God. Go ahead, Dave, play us out.